Hey, yo, hospitality, and welcome to another episode of our Schillering Hub podcast, Talking Hospitality. I am your host, Mauricio Schiller, and today I have a guest that has a unique habit. He turns his properties into number one on TripAdvisor. And I'm very curious to learn more on how he can achieve that. Welcome to the show, Nadia Tien. Hi. Thank you for having me. And nice to be here, Maurizio. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Nadia. We have been chatting uh, lately and uh, you have an inspiring story. And I really wish to bring here uh, to the industry itself. So to listen to you, listen to your stories, and hopefully they get inspiring and doing better in their properties as well. Cool. And that's all we want. Like, I just love the way that you uh, build your career, how you build yourself and please let's just share with our people how did it always start how did it all start well it's been a long career i mean it's been spanning over 30 30 plus years but it, it started with a dream i um, i once when i was a really small boy saw some video of disneyland in america and when in 1991 disneyland opened up in paris i wanted to be there and it happened to coincide with my training that i had to do from hotel school and I had to move heaven and earth almost to, to get there because Disney and Paris was not part of the training training schedule. But that was my, my first opening and Mickey Mouse was my first boss. And from there onwards, I, I kept following the GMs of, of starting at Disney. He went to Brussels, uh, opened up a Renaissance hotel there. And he said, Nadja, I want you to quit your job in Disney and come with me to, to Brussels. So I did because yeah, I I don't think many people get asked that. So I actually moved completely all the way to Brussels. And then yeah, it was my second opening of a hotel. And I actually kept on doing openings after openings uh, since that. I just kept on rolling into meeting owners that had buildings. And I said, hey, what are we going to do with it? And that's how I ended up in Prague doing the... Not the real opening, but just the after opening of, of Andriel's Hotel. And, and my God, this is already 23 years ago. I was supposed to be here for a weekend. <laughs> I'm still here. So that's amazing. You came for a weekend and you stayed uh, 23 years. It's like um, yeah. one thing that we like to, to learn um, is what kind of values actually made you to stay in hospitality? Because hospitality is quite unique when it comes to the human side. And what made you fall in love with hospitality? In, in Holland, I'm Dutch, you know, in Holland, we would say that it was spoon fed by my parents. And, and I, I grew up in the restaurant business, hospitality, and it was only a natural thing to go into, into the hotel business as well. And um, one of the things that I love is serving people. And I think this is also one of the things that kept me going all the time, because when I had people uh, you know, around me and inside my parents' restaurant when I was still young. Uh, they asked me to help, of course. So I was a waiter at a young age and I continued being a waiter well, or a big part of my career. And I, I just love serving people and, 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 and being with people. So, and, and honestly, opening up hotels, which is what I ended up doing, it is always a new project. You start from, from zero. The hotel is brand new, uh, everything is nice, and, and yeah, I just love doing that, so, yeah. So let's 
talk about these achievements in Prague because this is how um, you were introduced to me. You know, like when someone like uh, Diana <laughs> introduced you to me, she's like, he opened so many hotels in Prague and they are all number one in TripAdvisor. So you need to meet this guy. Not, not all number one, but, but some, a few. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Th that's how she introduced us. <laughs> that's uh, just that's the way. It's quite impressive, like what you managed to achieve. Yeah, it's not easy to get any one hotel as number one, uh, and you got four. Is that right? Four or five? Three, three. So, and you got three. So, what made these hotels become number three? Because the only constant, I believe, between them was you, um, and you probably have some secret recipes there that helped you. Uh, what is the secret? Well, I think that, uh, first of all, you need to, to love what you are doing. Uh, that, is, that is the first thing. And I think when it comes to me, it goes way beyond just being on a payroll and receiving a monthly salary. Now, when I, when I went for these hotels and the first hotel that I, that I opened it up, I could be myself. The owner said to me, Nadja, this is your project. You do what you want. And I don't necessarily tend to do things the, let's say, the normal hospitality way. I, I tend to think out of the box. And I think what I did most is put the, the guests that actually come and stay with me as number one priority. Number one, number, the second priority are the people that work with me. I wanted to have like-minded people that are maybe as, as business crazy as I am. Somehow, if you put those things together and you you really want the best for your guests, and this goes very far more it's show. You know, I, I, I started to team up with Heston's bed, yeah, because if you open up a hotel, you might as well let your guests sleep in the best bed almost that you can buy in the world. And that is just you know, one, one way of actually trying to set up a hotel that, that, that everything works. And, and, and the guests, they come in, they, they sleep really well, very nice breakfast, nice, nice staff. And they go back home and they say, I don't know what happened, but this was amazing. And then they leave reviews online. And, and this is a constant, I think, uh, with, with all the, all the properties that I've done. And those three properties, yeah, they were excellent properties in hardware and software and services. And then people love it and they write down it on TripAdvisor. And if you keep outperforming the algorithm, then one day you end up number one. So. Yeah, but well, you told me once about an exercise because this is probably what makes different. I hear a lot of hoteliers, a lot of managers saying that, uh, yeah, you put your guests first, you put your staff second, and you put your product in your life. Uh, however, they can't achieve because sometimes it's more about the talk, um, but they can't walk that talk. They don't know really what to do to achieve that um, symphony between uh, all the elements. And you once you told me about an exercise, uh, like a how I feel box, if, I, if I'm not wrong. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about this type of exercise and any other example that you have? Right. Well, uh, this is related to happiness at work. I was given a book once in my life, which is uh, from a Danish author called Alexander Kierov. And the book is called uh, Happy Hours 9 to 5. And until I read that book, I thought that I was really the, the crazy person in, 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 in countries, in organizations, because I think completely different. And in this book, there was um, 
an exercise basically to make people uh, feel okay with whatever mood they are in. If they're in a great mood, great. If they have a bad mood, it should also be good. Yeah. And I have the experience in many hotels that I used to work in that yeah, you are in hospitality, you always need to smile. And when you have a bad day, it is not allowed. So what I did, I created three tubes. One was a happy tube, one was an unhappy tube, and the other one in the middle was, okay, I'm in between. And all my colleagues had a ball, a personalized ball. And, and when they came to work, they put the ball in one of the tubes. Like, I'm happy today or I'm, I'm not happy. And, and it went so far that being unhappy is absolutely okay. And if people were really unhappy because things happen in life, then we say, okay, you stay behind the scenes today. We don't let you, you know, deal with guests or guest complaints or anything else because you don't feel well. And, and it was important to me that people could be themselves and that people could also um, think out of the box when it comes to, to, to guest service. Yeah, we cannot always smile. It is required in hospitality. But I think that as a manager, as an owner, as an opening manager, what I did, I think you need to tell the people that very clearly. And those exercises with those tubes, yeah, this is, I had never seen it anywhere else. And I don't think after me, I don't think anybody ever did that. I don't know. Yeah, like, like that. Well, well it's, take, <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful because it's really taking uh, respect for the human side of each one of us, right? Uh, it's it's a beautiful exercise to let people grow by understanding that you respect them. So when they are okay, they will respect you and do the best that they can. They will perform at their best. So it's just such a beautiful example of taking humanity first so you can achieve what you want to achieve. Uh, and I think that this is the main difference that I've been feeling since I've been talking to you. And one other thing that I learned from you um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you are really into uh, standard operation procedures, right? The, the SOPs and having that organized in your teams. How how do you how important are them for you? Well, they are very important because I I do believe that you know good service when you learn it in school um, needs to be trained to the people that that wanted to work with me. Um, so if you don't know the standard operating procedures, then half of your organization is not working. Uh, I'm saying half because the other half are the people themselves. I'm also a big fan of hiring the right people. I always tried very hard to do that, like-minded people. And part of the, the magic is that they can be completely themselves. And if somebody makes a mistake, you can make many SOPs related to mistakes, but if people do that genuinely from the bottom of the heart and they say sorry, that, that is that is one thing. But very early on in my career, I, I discovered uh, Macs. And the very first Mac was a Mac Mini that I bought, came with a wiki server. And wiki is related to Wikipedia. And I thought it was absolutely amazing to have all my central knowledge in a central place where people can just access it. And, and I set it up already many, many years ago before, you know, all the cloud storage and everything else. And all my SOPs were in that wiki on that Mac mini. Uh, and it, yeah, without standard operating procedures, you, you, you are not able to basically tell your story that you want to tell to your clients or to your guests. So you need it and it's important. 
That's amazing. Do you help hoteliers in organizing SOPs for themselves if they need? Um, I'm actually doing that right now. <laughs> so, you know, after a career of, of, of 30 years almost in, in hotel business, uh, COVID played a big role in my my life and, and, and also a negative, negative part. And um, I met an amazing person uh, in the name of, of Jan Adamek, uh, who is uh, having his own company called Jan Hospitality. And together we are now consulting hotels and, and standard operating procedures is part of that because um, not everybody sees the, you know, the importance of it. And I think that, uh, yeah, some, some people don't even know why you need to send an operating procedure. So, yeah, no, I met a lot of those. <laughs> I met a lot of those. And now, now, that, now that you are consulting uh, and getting more uh, like an uh, overall view of the industry, not uh, your view of hospitality, but now you end up learning how other hoteliers that probably you wouldn't in another time work with in a full-time position, but now you're trying to help them uh, maybe creating um, the business that they want to create. So now, Nadja, that you've been uh, consulting uh, with other hoteliers and learning more about the business from other points of view that probably before you wouldn't even be exposed to, you're probably learning different ways and different views of hospitality. But one thing that I'm very curious is what's the biggest challenges that the hoteliers that you're working with are having right now? The biggest challenge is, is the, the COVID effect that it had on the hospitality industry. Staffing your properties with, with educated people is, I think, the biggest, biggest challenge right now. People that used to work in hospitality don't necessarily work there anymore. After COVID, uh, it's a volatile industry where most of the hotels were closed down um, and people started to look elsewhere. So the, the, there's a new wave, you know, of, young children my daughter is, is doing hotel school uh, she's 17 years old but she is not ready yet for you know the future hotels and, and those people that are interested to work in hotels uh, they need to be trained hence you know standard operating procedures come in so i think that is a big big issue right now to get educated people that that, that really you know have a heart for the hotel business and about more a little bit about uh, Yan Hospitality, what type of consulting you guys uh, do uh, to the hoteliers? How do you help them? Uh, we, we do a very big, broad spectrum. We, we help them. We help investors to buy hotels. We help hoteliers to, to sell their hotels if that time is come. Um, we do evaluation of their whole business from A to Z financial uh, evaluation. Um, if things don't work, we help with marketing, we help with sales, we help with setting up standard operating procedures. Um, I'm sure that in the future we will help as well with, with automating uh, the hotel industry. Um, so yeah, it's a very broad spectrum of, of where we can help. We have a big team of, of, of professionals that work with us. And yeah, this is something that, that, that currently we find out there is actually quite a lot of people that are interested in consulting and, and, and help. That, that's that's great. And look, I'm, we're getting more to towards the end of our chat, but there is our game here, our tradition that is uh, talk about the future of hospitality and we let it go wild. Okay, Nadia, here is to let 
let the brain work out and, and stretch for as far as we can. We try not to go too far ahead because the world uh, is really unpredictable right now. So we cannot get mm -hmm. 15 years ahead. Nobody will know. But if we can get in a window of five to 10 years and we could imagine like what the hospitality will look like, what would you think? I, I, well, I, I think we cannot deny that um, computers, AI, automation is, is, is growing like crazy. So I cannot imagine hospitality industry not using any of it in the coming 10 years. Um, I really hope that all the hoteliers will use all this automation to become way more empathetic to the clients and, and to really put the clients first. If you gain more time, uh, by automating tasks, um, use that time you know, to actually you know, spoil your guests rotten. Uh, and that is also through a human factor. So I believe very much that, that hotels become hubs in the future for not only a guest that wants to stay at night, but it might be a communal center where people come together, where the hotelier through technology is able to rent a room, and maybe a space inside their hotel, um, maybe do something with, with, with short-term, like per hour sales of their, their, their premises. Um, and yeah, again, I, I, I really do not hope, maybe that's another side of the story, that in the future robots will service and the humans are completely away, because that would be sad. But um, what I believe and what I hope is that the the whole AI part of the, you know, the current trending, you know, technology, it would be great if in the future you would be able to, you know, have uh, an app for your phone where you do basically everything. You book, you will automatically get suggestions related to where you want to go, what kind of, you know, theaters you want to visit, what is your favorite food, maybe even your pillow choice. And, 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 and I think that would really help clients to and guess to yeah to to be spoiled a little bit more in the future that's a bright view you know like <laughs> we can wish that we keep that human side i i do hope i i believe that we're gonna have a little bit of everything right like of course they will have hotels marketing like all robotic and we're gonna have people that are gonna love that uh but yes uh the luxurious of hospitality will be that human touch and having that face serving and having the time to spend basically a guest right having people come into your home uh, and being the host that loves to have people at home this is this is the you know, I don't know this is the the, the 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 base of everything you know when I invite you in my home I'm not going to stand behind the counter and say hello welcome to my home yeah, so the idea of what hospitality is, and, and the industry is already moving away from that. You see very open spaces, reception desks are being opened up. Some hotels don't even have reception desks anymore. You can do people check in next to a fireplace. And so, yes, I, um, I, I hope that that trend continues and that, yeah, that, 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 that the, the human part is really, you know, going to take the forefront. That's... Let's let's wish together, Nadia. Let's wish together. <laughs> I agree. And, 
And now, and now, how can our uh, audience uh, learn more about you, connect with you? Uh, maybe they have some interest in learning what Young Hospitality is doing and uh, how can they connect with you? Well, my name is quite unique. So if you Google me, Najat Chen, you come to LinkedIn, you come to Instagram, you come to Facebook, you come to Young Hospitality as well. So you can connect to any, you know, any channel that is out there. And as far as I know, there is only one Nadia Chen around. So it's quite, uh, quite easy to find me and to connect to me. <laughs> awesome, Nadia. I'll put anyway your links uh, uh, for our listeners to connect with you. It was a pleasure to have a chat with you again. Pleasure to bring your story. And I hope that uh, we can connect more and more over the years with such powerful stories like yours and really inspire to make hospitality great again, right? <laughs> If I can use that. I, I, I well, you can. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, I, uh, I agree with it. So, and uh, thank you for inviting me for this podcast. And, uh, and I look forward to see you soon again. I'm looking forward to see you soon. Thank you very much, Nadja. Shillering, thank bye. you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>